0: Hello and welcome to Weekly Suit Gun. Nope. Nope. That's not it. That's the wrong one. Toss a coin to your Witcher, oh valley of plenty. Oh valley of plenty, oh. Toss a coin to your Witcher, oh valley of plenty. of
1: the world, fight the mighty horn,
0: that and breaks you, and brings you to more. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Stuff Podcast with Jonathan Lack. And Sean Chapman. We are here to talk about stuff this week on the show. I am back from a three week long trip to the land of the rising sun, to Japan. I have been to Japan. I have seen the life-size Gundam statue. Yep. I've been to like 15 different temples. I went to the Ghibli Museum. I saw so much cool shit, Sean, and I am very excited to share it with all of you on today's show. Actually, scratch that, our Big Japan discussion will be on next week's show. As you can hear, everything has been recorded, but I'm working on editing a big video version of that discussion, which will incorporate all the hundreds of pictures and some of the videos I took while in Japan, and that's just taking a little more time and effort than I anticipated to put together. So that discussion will be out as its own episode next week, both as a normal audio show here in the podcast feed and in video form on our YouTube YouTube channel the weekly stuff podcast YouTube channel uh, today we will be catching up on some news and hearing about what Sean has been up to while I've been away it's a fun one so enjoy all of this and thank you very much for your patience while I get back to work editing all this cool Japan stuff together for next week uh, but that's what I've been up to there, we've also got a little bit of news from this past week we got a new Smash Brothers character we got a direct a bunch of video games have been delayed and there was a Trailer for a Morbius the Living Vampire movie <laughs> that Sean informed me we had to talk about
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of a weird feeling, Jonathan, because if people have been listening to the podcast, there hasn't really been a break Not at all But for us, obviously since you were in Japan for three weeks this has been, like, one of the longest breaks we've gone on without recording a podcast for a long time.
0: Without just, like, talking as people.
1: <laughs> yes. So, it's, it's a weird, like, it feels like it's been forever. Because the last podcast we recorded was...
0: The Christmas the Carol. The
1: Christmas Carol one. Um, of which we recorded, basically, right at, at Christmas. So, yeah. It's been a while. It, it has been a while. You have had a lot of crazy adventures. I have not had any adventures. What have you been up to, Sean? Um... I, I have made a list of. I'll probably go We'll go over Probably some of this stuff Maybe like next week's podcast Or something When there's more time Or some of this We'll obviously address In other podcasts But I did make a quick note Of things that I did Because I realized so We're recording a podcast For three weeks so I should probably At least jot down I watched this thing Or I played this thing In the past three weeks So one I finished Death Stranding that game has a colossally awful fucking ending <laughs> that we do not have time to go into on this podcast. But holy shit, the last like eight hours of that game. Fucking suck ass. It's so bad. Luckily, most of that game is pretty good. So it's not Metal Gear Solid 5 where like I would say probably Death Stranding, maybe like 75 to 80% of that game I've enjoyed quite a bit. Um, and the last 20% is just like shit. Um, whereas MDS 5 is maybe like 40% of that game I enjoyed Maybe maybe 30% of that game I had yeah. a good time with And the rest of it was just like It just went Like Death Stranding All the stuff that would for Metal Gear Solid 5 Was like the whole part 2 section Is just condensed into like the last 5 hours or so of Death Well Stranding.
0: that's probably a best case scenario for Hideo Kojima in 2020 So yeah. 2019 when it came yeah. So I am looking forward to hearing more about that. Yeah, so we'll go into that in in a future podcast, either
1: next week or whenever we do our end of the year. Yeah. Because we still have to do our, like, top ten and all that stuff. Yep. Um, I watched The Watchmen. I watched The Watchmen Show.
0: Good! We will be doing a podcast on that, because it's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, it's very good. Last episode was kind of disappointing. The rest of it I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I So... So, as you back up, with Death Stranding, what I did was I got to the point in the game where I think the last time I talked about it on the podcast, I talked about I hit a point building my zipline network, where the game just said, you, we can't let you have fun anymore because you built too many ziplines you're enjoying the game too much. Um, and then I was like, well, fuck this. And so then I stopped playing the game, um, and then I actually finished Death Stranding like a week ago. So Death Stranding is actually very fresh for me, because I just took a really long break from that game, and I was like, I need to... I had that game was suspended on my PS4 for like two weeks. So I'm like, I can't, I can't bring myself to close out of it, but I also can't bring myself to finish. So eventually I just had to push through it in those intervening two weeks. I played, I replayed through the entirety of Knights of the Old Republic almost entirely on a whim. Nice. Um, so I just downloaded that game on steam, downloaded a shit ton of mods and just fucking barreled through that whole game. That game is really good. Two thumbs up. Um, I wish Star Wars movies could be as good as that Star Wars video game is. Um, yeah Kotor's great Star Wars TV shows Are as good Yes we'll The Mandalorian finale Woo yeah. boy Yeah so obviously I also watched The Mandalorian finale That was shortly after Yeah We recorded the last podcast So yeah we'll, we'll I only that.
0: saw it yesterday Because Disney Plus Is not available in Japan And VPNs Have not yet Figured out how Like, like Disney Plus Works around VPNs Right so, so I could not see it In Japan Yeah So that finale is great
1: We'll go into detail With that The fucking ending Like the very very End of that it's, so oh my good. god, yes um, I also watched through the entirety of the anime Vinland Saga Which, um, had I seen that, it would have been in my top 50 It could probably get close to breaking my top 10 Wow um, It's very good It's based on a long-running manga series I think is reaching its conclusion And I'm very tempted to just start reading the manga Because the anime only goes up to, I think, what was like Maybe 2004 or 2005 in that manga it has been running since Um, It's basically uh, a manga slash anime telling of um, around, like, I think it's like about a thousand AD sort of British history. It's a lot of like the Norman invasion kind of stuff. Like Leif Erikson is a character in it. So it's like, it's a lot of like this kind of like Norse invaders. It's really fucking good. If you want to watch a good um, modern anime, Vinland Saga is that's two thumbs up. So good um, on a crunchy roll. I have not watched Doctor Who. Um, it's three episodes of Doctor Who have aired As of this recording When, it, when it's out It will have been four episodes That have aired I planned on watching it I didn't end up watching it Because it totally snuck up on me That it aired on January 1st And then there's a big reveal That happens at the end of that episode I know that Because the next day The Doctor Who YouTube channel Just completely spoiled it And and I was like Well this I don't like the nature of what they have shown me is going to happen.
0: They brought the fucking master back. Yeah. They brought the fucking yeah, master back yeah. and they brought him back as cartoon Joker master yeah. but sillier than ever like like not even like 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 Daffy Duck like or Bugs Bunny, basically. Yeah, and I haven't seen around. any of they it. They destroyed I Gallifrey again. Yeah, the 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 Doctor puts the Master in a concentration camp. I haven't even seen it. This is like all people telling me this on Twitter about how bad it was. I'm yeah, Chris Chibnall needs to like be be put in, in custody or no, not him, but Doctor Who needs to put in be put in protective custody from Chris Chibnall. Yeah, so
1: I haven't seen any of that. I'm not super enthused by. It. I'll watch it at some point. Um, I just have to. Get the energy for it. The idea of them bringing back the master two seasons. Let me read one full season. Twelve after episodes. Season. It's been yeah. twelve episodes since the last master. It's ridiculous. It's fucking absurd. Um, but that that happened. Um, I watched the Witcher uh, Netflix show. Surprisingly good. I enjoyed it. I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, so. I like it. Um, I think if you have no exposure to the Witcher stuff, it's probably the first couple of episodes are probably very confusing. Um, but it's it's a like that. The, it's interesting what they do. Where the episode, the core of most episodes are are fairly faithful adaptations of short stories from the first two books, mostly the first one, "The Last
0: Wish," and they do a very good job um, with those. That's um, what I was really like hoping, but yeah. I thought we would never get from Netflix. And I'm so impressed that that's what they yeah. did. Yeah,
1: and so that's what like the bulk of the episodes are. And then where like sometimes they do it well, sometimes it ends up feeling very like Netflixy kind of pacing thing, where they interweave with those stories. Two other storylines. One is Yennefer's past, which like kind of catches up about halfway through the season, and then the other is Siri. Um, and it's, so, in the first episode, Sintra, which is the country that Siri is from, falls, and she escapes, which is stuff that happens like at the very end, I think, of the second short story book, and it's kind of like the beginning of the novel series. And one thing that's interesting because. When I started watching it I was like these, All these events happen in wildly Different periods of time and I didn't know If the show knew that. The show 100% Knows that and it kind of plays With the time in an interesting way where It doesn't sort of fully play its hand at first That like the universe stuff is stuff that Happens like hundreds of years before the Siri stuff Because she's a, like immortal unaging Sorceress um, and Geralt is yeah. like 100 plus years old by the time he meets Siri. So like that the timeline is kind of Interesting in how they play with it um i I like it quite a bit like i don't want to hype it up too much it definitely is not like the most amazing tv show ever but especially compared to my expectations which were very low going in like i think it's a pretty decent show that a couple of the episodes like episode three and episode four i like quite a bit um dandelion or they call him jasker which is his polish name uh they do a great job with i was very impressed i've heard that from a lot of people how's henry reveal He's good um I wish that he had a beard because he's so like movie star handsome that's distracting but he gets the character like he gets the deadpan delivery of Geralt really well and there's like the world weariness of him of just like I have seen all this shit I'm fucking sick of it I don't want to deal with these people um there's lots of good just sort of beleaguered sighs him saying the word fuck under his his breath just a oh fuck
0: yeah, um, I've seen the 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 highlight reel of him saying "fuck." Yeah, and that was probably the most like, "Oh, now I need to watch this show."
1: Yeah, so it's like I feel like he gets the character, he gets the physicality, he get, he gives a much better performance than I was expecting. I do wish that they did some like scar makeup or something on his face to kind of you get past it pretty quickly. But it, but it would it's like the one chink I think that's like significant to the performance that I wish they addressed, and maybe they can because they've already greenlit. They're working on season two. It's
0: very fixable. They can always give him scars. Yes. You just make it a story point and like give it to him over time and then maybe it's a cool thing where like season one Geralt and season six Geralt look totally different.
1: Yeah. And I I am excited to see season two because basically season one ends at the point more or less where the novel series begins. So it's kind of nice to get basically a full season of the short stories. I wish there there's a couple of my favorite short stories that they didn't do because there's only like eight episodes. So there's only so many they could have done. Um, that I hope that they do something where they can adapt a couple of the other short stories that I really like. Um, but it's interesting, like thinking about a season two will have to be very different structurally, and that's kind of exciting to me to see. Yeah, because I don't know if I could do another full season of just the short story stuff because the pacing is very slow with that, which is good for here. But like, eventually, you really want to see like the like sort of full narrative come together. But yeah, The Witcher. I enjoyed it. I, th- I think people should watch it, especially if you like. I game. will watch it now that it has your stamp of approval. I yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think the first episode's a little rough. So like, get past the first episode. Don't just sort of yeah. like watch the first episode and be like, "Oh, this is sort of all over the place." It's past that, it gets much better. Um, and then the last thing I I did over the break that it was of note to me is I also watched The Irishman so oh, good that movie's fucking amazing oh my so good. god that movie is so fucking good holy shit if people have not watched the irishman you should just watch the irishman because it's it's amazing
0: the irishman you have used this analogy before for things sean you've said about uncharted 4 it is the watchmen of gangster movies mm-hmm. basically yeah it's so good it's, yeah it's everything about it so i great. think
1: it might be my favorite scorsese movie um, yeah,
0: and yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't balk at that. I said it's. I think De Niro's best performance. Yeah, I think and, I would agree with that, which is th-
1: crazy. Th- yeah, the- and same with like Al Pacino, and especially like Joe Pesci is
0: so good. unbelievably
1: good in that movie. <laughs> it's like Joe- it's one of those like an actor who hasn't like been in anything significant for a long time because he basically retired, and they pull him back in, and it's just like he's pull- got his fastball. Yeah, he's good. like that dude has been. Sitting on this performance for like 20 years or something
0: is like, you fucking just nails it It's yep. a home run Oh my god, Joe Pesci this movie uh, Yeah, I wouldn't say it's Al Pacino's best performance ever But his it's his best post-Godfather performance Yes Because it's the best use of hammy Al Pacino
1: Yes yeah, He's
0: so funny in it
1: Yeah, him, him as Jimmy Hoffa is really I mean, I, you know, it's really good casting Which is a weird thing to think about with Al Pacino Because it's Al Pacino yeah. but, but yes, like it's a good, like kind that. of over-the-top, real-life historical figure to match to Al Pacino. <laughs> in a way that, like, if you look at Jimmy Hoffa, I never like when I heard that that's the character that he was going to play in The Irishman, I was like, that seems kind of weird. And then you watch the
0: movie, he's like, this is fucking perfect. Yes. We should probably just do an Irishman episode later. Yeah. I don't know, maybe theme it to, like, the Oscars or something. But sure, th- yeah. then I would have to the do my... The movie that should be nominated for more Oscars. Then than... I would have to do my rant about how bad the Oscar nominations were, and nobody wants that. So... Yeah. But they were bad. Alright, so Sean, that all sounds fun. You'll hear all about what I did because it's all in my Japan notebook here. Um, But yes, uh, alright, so that's your stuff. You want to hit some news, Sean? Yeah, what's going on in the news? And actually, before we talk about the news, I just want to say because you're probably hearing it on the audio... Uh, it is extraordinarily windy where we are right now mm-hmm. in Colorado, and it's probably coming through because it's there's a probably 25% chance your house blows down. Yeah, it's it's a big wind storm. I, I think a lot of people don't know this. The fiercest weather we have here in Colorado where we live is wind.
1: Oh, by far. It's not
0: yeah. snow, it's not rain, it's wind. Yes. And it's crazy, and I, I get stressed out by it, but there you go. Yeah, it's those fucking mountains, man. Yeah. Wind coming off those mountains. So you're probably hearing that. But let's go ahead and talk about some news. Sean. So many video game delays. Yes, all of a sudden. Like, it it was just like the dam broke. Well, there was a little dam breakage at the end of last year where a bunch of the end of 2019 games got pushed to the beginning of 2020. And then there was the weird Last of Us. We announced the release date and then five days later we pushed it three months. Yeah. But then, yes, the dam fully broke. Final Fantasy VII Remake has been pushed from March 3rd to April 10th, just one month. Uh, Marvel's Avengers The Crystal Dynamics game Pushed from April All the way to September 4th So a five month delay And then Cyberpunk 2077 Also went from April To September 17th So everything has, has been pushed back Basically like for the 2019 to 2020 window Unless the game is made by Nintendo It has had some sort of delay
1: Yeah and it, it basically just feels like Every major release Just moved back like six months From what yeah. it originally was Um, So, like some of those early delays, like Doom Eternal,
0: now, like, there's such a great spot because everything else fucking moved out of that space. I was so stressed about March and April, Sean, and Uh now it's like, it's not unstressful. Doom and Animal Crossing still come out on the same day, which is going to be the weirdest tonal whiplash of my life, but um, it's a lot easier than it was. Like, we were going to have Final Fantasy in March, which was a lot. Then we had Final Fantasy the same week as Cyberpunk, and it's like, well, fuck. And then it's now, okay. I'm going to get to play all of it. That's great. Yeah. Stuff stuff is spaced out. Um, instead of ignoring Avengers in May, I can ignore it in September.
1: Yeah, like, that is the one that is the most brutal because it was already a weird thing with that game that they're hyping it up to be a Destiny-style, like, live-supported yeah. um, service game, basically, which just seemed like, well, that's a weird thing to release on the last year of these consoles, and now, instead of it being like, well, at least half the year it's, like, on, like, the most recent platforms, and then now it's like, it's... You know, assuming that the PS5 and Series X launch sometime in November, which is what seems likely, that game has like two months before it feels it's going to just be outdated.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I, it's an overall discussion that's worth having. 2020 seems extraordinarily busy for a console launch year. Like, Mm -hmm. the last time we did this was 2013, and 2013 had a couple of big ones. It had the last of us, it had Bioshock Infinite. But most of those, like, came out in the
1: summer, and this one, it feels like even, like, the fall season is really packed.
0: It feels like we're we're pedal to the metal right until the consoles come out. Yeah. And I wonder, especially with the consoles being fully backwards compatible, how much, like, that's going to push people to want new consoles when it's, like... I spent a lot of my gaming budget this year on games, and it, you know, the PS4 is going to seem like a very healthy, like, supported system all the way through 2020, yeah. and then it's like, uh, but we do have a new one. Like, I'm very curious, like, what is the big PS5 exclusive going to be? Because Ghost of Tsushima, they've said, is the summer. Yeah, it, uh, it might be Horizon Two Dawn. That's my guess. This is going to be what well, would technically be Horizon First Dawn. Okay, would be how that's true. That's how yes. the numbers would have to
1: work out. Yeah, which that's like the only one that feels like. There's, there's, that's the only one that has space based on, like, Sony Studios and when their games have come yeah. out. So it's way too soon for a Spider-Man or God of War to be up at bat again.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? It's, it's wild. Um, but speaking of Horizon Zero Dawn... Yes. There was a really interesting report this week from Jason Trier at Kotaku, who reported that Horizon Zero Dawn will be coming to PC later this year, expected to be on the Steam store and the Epic Games store, so it'll be a, a full PC release... Um, this is pretty much The first time ever A Sony first party game Has done this Been on something Other than Playstation um, Other than Their What's their, on, their PC only game I forget what it is But uh, they have a It was in the Kotaku story It was like Obscure I mean
1: they've had Like, like Sony has published Online only games That are like Plant Site 2 And stuff right. like that yeah.
0: yeah But you know For the games that are like You know Sony Online Entertainment Presents Or whatever it is Yeah Like those for 20 plus years Have been They're on Playstation hardware And they're nowhere else Um There have been Little things like You know The Quantic Dream games And uh Death Stranding, yeah, so yes, yeah, so
1: which Death Stranding feels like it was a, maybe a yeah. precursor to this,
0: but both of those were technically like funded by Sony, but there it was Kojima Productions and Quantic Dream. It yeah. was it was like outside companies, whereas obviously, um, which is the developer on Horizon Zero uh, Guerrilla on? Games, those are f- wholly owned by Sony. Yes, so. I mean the the guy who was the head of the studio of Guerrilla Games is
1: now like in, like, one of, like, the top, like, like world head of worldwide studios or right. something kind of position at Sony.
0: So this yeah. is definitely, like, a pretty unprecedented thing for Sony. Makes you wonder if this is a, a test or if they really do have plans to start making this more regular. Um, the biggest thing to me this says is, oh, I do think all of Xbox's experiments with, like, cross-platform stuff has clearly left an impact this yeah. generation. Mm-hmm. Um because, I mean, just, you know, we haven't talked about it a ton, but Sony has definitely acquiesced to cross-platform play. Yes, yeah, cross-play is just a thing now. It's just a yeah. thing now, and that is, I, you have Microsoft to, to think for yeah. that. That was a Microsoft-led initiative. And if they follow through on this with Horizon Zero Dawn and this all comes to pass, that also feels like that's Microsoft was the ones who put their toes in the water and then at this point have dived in head first. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it makes sense. When you think about it, because Mm -hmm. people who own gaming PCs that would be good enough to run Horizon Zero Dawn probably don't own PS4s. And people who are dedicated PS4 console players probably don't own expensive gaming PCs. Um, You and I would both be good examples of this, right? Um, We play on consoles and therefore we don't own PCs that play really high-end games or anything. Um, Because it would be a weird overlap. And so it's not really competition with anyone else. Why not just put your game out there Um, but for Sony, like, like, the only one this would be more surprising for would be Nintendo. Like, this is definitely, Sony has been locked down for a long time.
1: And I think one of the things I'm curious to see if this becomes a more, like, consistent thing in the future is, like, the infrastructure that Sony uses. Because one of the reasons why it made so much sense for Microsoft is because you have Xbox and then on the other side you have Microsoft that makes Windows. So it's like there's a lot of communication there and a lot of experience and people who like have experience building those kinds of infrastructures microsoft had its whole initiative with this like windows game store stuff on windows 10 so there, like the pc thing felt like it was a double jointed like the xbox side wanted to do it the windows side wanted to do it um with sony i'm just curious to see do they start making duels deals with like epic game store do their games just go straight to steam do they want to make eventually their own PC platform stuff like a Windows Game Store kind of thing, or like, you know, Ubisoft has Uplay, the fucking EA has Origin, do they want to, get, like, make their own storefront? Like, there's a lot of open questions if, like, this is the space they're kind of moving into. Um, that I'm curious to see. Like, my guess is probably it's just like, have eh, put those out on Steam. Um, but, like, are they going to publish all those games? Because Death Stranding's PC version is going to be published by, I think, five of five games. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Another one that's sort of like in this mix that came out, like the news came out while we were on break in a weird way yes. the podcasts were coming out was um, the MLB The Show, which is the Sony-like right. sports game. That game is going to go wide, the two other platforms. I think the implication was it's even going to be on Xbox, um, which that probably is happening partially just through the MLB connection because it is the only Major League Baseball game that has existed for like 10 years or something at this point because right. sports video games are weird uh, nowadays. So it just feels like those boundaries are breaking in lots of ways that are very interesting for it to happen right at the end of one generation and the beginning of the next one because it feels like it's signaling a bigger shift that's going to continue through the next generation.
0: Yeah, it'll be fascinating. Maybe the PS Five is just they tell you go buy a PC. We're we're just putting out a PC games. No, I'm kidding. But yes, yes, we're, that's that's that's. that's that will be the day.
1: That will be the day we know that consoles are dead. When Sony says we are also making PCs now. Yes,
0: I can't wait for the PlayStation box. Yes, the it's play- little Steam box joke for all you people who have been around the block way too long, like yeah, we have. Steam boxes. Oh, so the Valve
1: here. <laughs> you, the, 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 during like the holiday break, they were selling Steam controllers for like. 50 cents or something they're just like giving them away <laughs> i feel like if you went up to fucking valve's offices on halloween and you went up to their door it's said trick-or-treat they just hand you like a
0: steam link in a steam controller in your fucking bag all right uh last piece of video game news is this thursday we had a smash brothers nintendo direct where Byleth from Fire Emblem Three Houses was announced as the fifth DLC character in the Season 1 Fighter's Pass. This is the last entry in the first Fighter's Pass DLC for Smash Bros. Um, We already knew there was going to be a second pass. Sakurai detailed here that there are going to be six characters in the next one coming out over the next two years. Goku, Super Saiyan 1 Goku, Super Saiyan 2 Goku, (laughs) Super Saiyan 3 Goku, Super Saiyan God Goku, Super Saiyan Blue Goku. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think we need Ultra Instinct Goku in there.
1: Yeah, that'll be in season three.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, But yes, there are six more opportunities for it to be for it to not be Goku, Sean. (laughs) Or there's six opportunities for it to only be Goku. Yes. There's plenty. If Dragon Ball Fighters has taught us anything, there are plenty of Goku's out there. Yeah. There's never enough Goku's. Give me more Goku's, please. Absolutely. Um, But yes, Byleth will be the new character. This was the most entertaining Smash Bros presentation i've seen out of him. yeah it didn't seem like people were super stoked about th- this being the character they picked it wasn't but it was such an entertaining show because i think even sakurai knew that it wasn't a great pick yeah i only watched like the
1: first 10 minutes or so of the presentation and it definitely seemed like like sakurai was like it
0: probably was not his decision to and he was being <laughs> extra goofy and fun about it yes so like he inexplicably started the presentation. Hyping how secretive the character they was They
1: hyped it up so much It was like more so than any other character Because all the other characters Came as like teases at the end of other Nintendo Directs This was like They put out on Twitter or something That this there's going to be a Smash Direct Everyone kind of figured oh it's going to be a new character And then the thing starts and it's like even
0: other people at Nintendo don't even know who this character is in this game. He, he even went through this whole explanation of how, like, it'll be a little while before we can put the character out because we haven't made it public yet. So please be patient because this character is so big. People aren't going to believe we got this character. And in the back of my mind, Sean, I'm going... Is it actually Doom Guy? Like people always like that's the new meme with Smash Bros. This Doom Guy. I'm like, is it Doom Guy? Is it Steve from Minecraft? Like all the ones that people kind of speculate, but like never happen. And I'm like, a big one that was going around right before this was
1: people saying it was going to be Dante from Devil yeah. May Cry, partially because all those Devil May Cry games are coming out. They're they're adding some stuff to the three Devil May Cry three that's going to yeah. be on Switch. And
0: and when I thought about it I was like Well if Bayonetta's in there It would make sense It would be totally It would yeah. be really Yeah I was like th- Those would all be And those would all Fit that hype Yeah And then it is The most boring one It could possibly be it, Yeah it's like Here's another Protagonist character From Fire Emblem Great yes. Another Fire Emblem Sword guy I know I know this character uses more than swords. We'll get to that. But it is another Fire Emblem protagonist. I was kept waiting... Because the the trailer started with the Fire Emblem people. And I'm like, oh, this is a misdirect. Because a lot of Smash intro videos start with, like, one set of characters or genre and then go into someone else. Yes. They like,
1: they, they like to they fuck around with right. their Smash Brothers stuff and piss people off.
0: What I thought it was, Sean, was a little bit through there, the, um... Morgana from Persona 5, it's the same voice actress, yeah. says, um... You you have to prepare to die or something But she uses the words prepare to die Uh. And I thought oh it's going to be Solair or something, yeah, or you know? like Dark Souls man, right? Like like Dark Souls character from the box art of Dark Souls, or yes, yes. I I think in that case it probably would have to be like Solair, just yeah. because it's he's an actual like not player created character. But I'm like that's that's cool. But then no, it just kept going and it's just Fire Emblem, and it's like it's not even one of the other characters from Three Houses. It's just the the protagonist Byleth, who is the most boring Fire Emblem protagonist in a long time because he's the first voiceless one. Maybe since ever, like, because even the most, of the, like, the very, very first Fire Emblem game, the main character is Marth, who I think talks in the original NES Fire Emblem. Well, yeah, I mean, at some point
1: they, like, because you used to play as a, like, sort of nameless strategist character that wasn't really a character in the yeah. game. It was just, it was kind of like the way that, like, StarCraft was, where it's like, you are, it's like, there are, like, characters that kind of sometimes talk at you, but you're not, yeah. the character you're playing as isn't really a character in the story, and then eventually they kind of...
0: They've gone back yeah, and forth. Yeah, they've, too, they've a kind of bit, played but... around
1: with whether it's the Marth equivalent or it's the
0: strategist man is the main character or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Robin from Fire Emblem Awakening was kind of both put together. Mm. But, like, that was actually a weird thing about Three Houses, and one I'm not sure I 100% liked is that the protagonist was completely silent, which, they, again, they just haven't done that usually. So, Byleth is, like, not that exciting on the surface, you know? Um, and he doesn't, like, have the style of, like, a Joker to kind of overcome that. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, but... So it is a disappointing choice, like, just obviously... Yeah, it's because it's like,
1: not only is this, like, the eighth character or something from a Fire Emblem game... It is the eighth. But they keep on picking the most boring characters from the respective Fire Emblem games. It's like, at some point... It's fine if you want to pick another Fire Emblem character. Make it, like, a Pegasus Knight or something. Like, make it someone that's, like, a mage. Like, someone that just plays a different overall role in the game or is one of the like quirkier characters from Fire Emblem.
0: A lot of people were predicting Edelgard, who is the other sort of most prominent character in Three Houses, and she is a mage, and she would have been great. She's um, Mitsuru from Persona 3. There's all sorts of things, and, and I think people were like, if they do a Fire Emblem, probably Edelgard, because that would be different. And no, just Byleth. You get to play as boy or girl Byleth. Um, but all that aside, when you actually got into showing off the character, the character's really cool. Uh, it looks really good I watched the whole presentation because again Sakurai was really loopy in this one we'll get to some of that but like it's so depending on which of the four directions you're doing inputs in Byleth has four different weapons he's got um, the sword a big axe a, a spear or a bow and the way they all work together, like, he does not look like any other Smash character. He's very different than other Fire Emblem characters. He's the most like Corrin, who is the most different of the Fire Emblem characters in the game. Um, there's a lot of cool costumes he's got. The stage, which goes around all the locations in Garrick Mach Monastery, is a really cool stage. So, like, it looks great. Like, in a vacuum, I would not complain about this. It's just Yeah, the... if he
1: was, if it was just that Byleth was one of the characters that was new in the like original release of smash brothers ultimate sure I don't think there would yeah. have been a lot of attention it's like yeah fine it's like one of the new characters is another yeah. problem dude fine
0: it's when we have the months of hype and people spec and and some of this is like we should just be more grateful for what we get yeah. because sakurai can't do everything and we've been i think extraordinarily gifted with the dlc so far yeah we just got terry like we should be happy that we got we fucking and terry and bogard banjo kazooie hero from dragon quest and joker from persona 5 i don't know how you can be disappointed with those four those are four like dream lineup characters and then yes byleth is not one of those but it still looks like a really good character to play as yeah but the, the, ho- the funny one of the funny things about
1: it though is that the moveset they gave byleth like so with the rumors being dante i just looked his like this is just basically if they did Dante this is Dante like because Dante uses a bunch of different weapons in, in DMC 3, 4, and 5 like he has yeah. guns instead of a bow if, like if they did DMC 5 Dante he could have his fucking ridiculous motorcycle that splits into two big axes like you could like the, the move set they gave this character you could almost one-to-one imagine it being put onto Dante um, obviously there'd be a lot of like licensing and stuff that's like you can't just put Dante in the game but it was just yes. something I thought was funny It's like Maybe they were going to have it be Dante, and then they realized they couldn't yeah. get that deal or something through.
0: It also feels like they kind of overcompensated with the Mii costumes this time, because uh-huh. every time there's DLC, they also put out Mii costumes. And there's been a lot of really good ones, but this time, like, they kind of went crazy with them. There's two new Mega Mans. There's Mega Man X and Mega Man EXE. Uh, there's um, the guy from Assassin's Creed, which I forget which Assassin's Creed. It it's not Ezio, it's uh, our, our Alt- Altair? Altair. Yeah, Altair for So the Assassin's most boring of the Assassin's Creed pad tags yeah. as well. I mean, it just looks like a normal Assassin's Creed sure, character. Yeah. It's just a dude with a hood. But yes, um, there's that. There is the most exciting one is Cuphead, and it is the costume basically just makes the Me Gunner look like Cuphead. It's like a full head to toe Cuphead, nice. and that one comes with Cuphead music, which is really cool. So it's like not quite as good as just getting Cuphead in the game, which would be an awesome, awesome inclusion. Yeah. but it's it's close. Better than nothing. So you get Cuphead costume. So those were all good. The best part of this presentation is that, as I said, Sakurai was pretty loopy. There is one point where he is doing his, like, history of gaming thing, which is always really fun. And he was talking about Fire Emblem. As if anyone doesn't know what Fire Emblem is at this point. But anyway, he then at one point off the top of his head decides I'm going to list all 17 Fire Emblem games, and he lists them all. And this was it was pretty great because they they dropped out the English narrator, so you just heard him in Japanese saying all the names, which was awesome. But you you looked at his hand, and he was counting in kind of a weird way. And so then he explained, if you notice my hand, I wasn't counting just one, two, three, four. I was actually counting in binary. And then he goes on for like 60 seconds explaining what binary is, how to count in it, and how to do it on your hand. And he says, "Try it sometime when you're bored. It's fun." And I'm like, "Okay, Sakurai knows this." They just give Sakurai his own fucking TV show. Right? Yeah, give him like a guest spot on Game
1: Center CX or something because it's clearly what he wants to do. It's it so seems great. like he has so much fucking fun with these videos he's starting to come up. Yes,
0: and then because then he ended the presentation where he acknowledged that Smash Ultimate is now the highest selling fighting game ever, and then he just spent five minutes quibbling with that, where he's like, "Well." The thing is, though, Street Fighter 2 was the biggest one before, but does that count all the versions of Street Fighter 2? Exactly. And like, then he started listing off all the Street Fighter 2's. man IIs. who knows his shit. Yes. And then he said, and then he's like, I also don't know if Smash is really a fighting game. He says this over and over again, and it, there was this great Chiron at the bottom where it says, is it a fighting game? <laughs> it was so entertaining. I, I highly recommend people watch the presentation, because it was entertaining as shit, and overall, I know some people are disappointed. Let's please not harass anyone at Nintendo oh, God, for no, this, yeah. for fuck's sake. Like, you've, we've gotten more than we could have ever possibly asked for out of this fucking Smash Brothers game, and Sakurai is genuinely one of the nicest people alive, yeah. as these videos make clear. So, I'm still excited to play as Byleth, you know. I wish it was Goku too, but... Yeah. Put Goku be... in the
1: game, please. Just do it, you, you bastards. Just put him in. Okay.
0: Alright, movie news. One piece of movie news. There's lots of other movie news we could talk about. But there was a trailer this week for Morbius the Living Vampire. I think the movie is just called Morbius. It's just called Morbius, but we all know yeah. it's actually Morbius the
1: Living Vampire.
0: It stars Jared Leto. Oh. It's set in Sony's Spider-Verse. Not Which the fun. is
1: now so confusing because it's like... Something clearly must have changed with the deal after all like the Far From Home shit happened. And like Sony took Spider-Man back. And then they reached some new reconciliation... Um, because fucking Vulture from Homecoming Is in it apparently yeah. um, So And there's like posters of Spider-Man But it's like the fucking Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is on the wall I'm like what the fuck is happening I thought I was having a like, fever dream Because I'm like Recovering from a cold right now And that trailer dropped in the middle of me having this cold I'm like am I hallucinating Because I had completely forgotten that this movie Apparently got so far along production That they're putting a fucking trailer out Because the last time I remember it was Some vague rumblings of them wanting to make A fucking Morbius movie
0: Yeah, um, Sean This movie looks even worse than Venom And I think I was on the record saying Venom looked like the worst movie ever Uh, Venom does have some people who like it I don't believe those people uh, I people. mean, it seems like Venom. A lot of people who like it like
1: it in it is it's so bad it's good kind yes. of way. That's like it's charming with how goofy and ridiculous, like the Tom Hardy
0: performances yeah. and stuff. Which I believe that's yeah. fine. This looks an even greater degree of awful, which is saying something. Yeah, because it has fucking Jared Leto in it, and like that's a big trade down from Tom Hardy. <laughs> yes, that that's that a very big trade down, and it's Jared Leto in full, like just emo bitch mode yeah i don't know how else to say it i shouldn't use that word but i just i want to punch him he looks like someone you would hate in high school where they're sitting alone in the cafeteria and you're like good you don't deserve friends you weird you fucking weirdo yeah and and yeah this trailer is awful it's just so i fucking
1: how is this happening jonathan like it just feels like to roll back the clock a little bit Back in, um, at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 1. This is like 2013 or something. It's a long time ago. Early days for this podcast. The end of that movie, there's a post credit sting where that universe's version of Norman Osborn is like a jail cell or something. And there's like a flash of light. And at the time, I had read a Reddit comment post or whatever of someone being like, I think that's Morbius. This, this movie is setting up Morbius the Living Vampire as the villain in Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, when, if you wanted to read into it, I guess it could have been actually a tease for Electro because of a flash of light. It probably wasn't even trying to be that, but whatever. Um, And at the time, I railed on the podcast about this is the stupidest fucking thing anyone's ever said because nobody knows about or gives a shit about morbius the living vampire who is like a d-tier spider-man villain so much so that he's not even that much a spider-man villain he's like a pseudo anti-hero blade villain kind of who's just technically originated in spider-man and like you know morbius the living vampire is a scientist who injects himself with vampire bat dna because he's an idiot i don't remember why he has to. he's got some like rare blood condition or some shit um and then that turns him into a Creature that exhibits many of the traits Of a vampire is technically not a vampire Because he's not actually dead So you have to be undead to be a vampire So he's Morbius the living vampire And that's it, that's the character It's not that interesting, the story, he's from like Amazing Spider-Man 100 and 101 um, The most interesting thing around him Is Spider-Man having six human arms Because Peter experiments on himself To get rid of his Spider-Man powers and fucks up And that coincides with the Morbius shit And that's it And somehow that, I guess that anonymous reddit poster was like a top executive at Sony <laughs> Because almost ten years later Lo and fucking behold They're putting out a Morbius the Living Vampire solo film It's not even a character in a Spider-Man movie He gets his own movie As if Morbius the Living Vampire is on the same tier as Venom Which is nauseating to even fucking contemplate
0: and the funniest thing about that trailer, Sean, is it... that? Tell, correct me if I'm wrong. That trailer feels like it expects the audience to know intimately... They the don't d- even say the word vampire. I know. Like, what? It's like, I, I know who Morbius is because you've done the rant on the podcast. I was confused. I did not understand a single thing that happened in that trailer. Imagine someone going to see... Uh, Black Widow in a couple months and the Morbius trailer plays in front of Black Widow and it's some random person who goes because they see the Marvel movies as many people do yeah and they're like what is this it's Jared Leto in his full like 30 seconds to Mars makeup walking around is it a comic book movie is it a horror movie like is it because
1: it looks it's like very clearly made in the same style as Venom but everyone knows who Venom is. That like He's an anti-hero character type thing from the Spider-Man comics. He was in Spider-Man 3. He's in a bunch of the fucking video games. Like Venom has a, he was a hugely popular character for decades. People that don't know much about these kinds of characters have a vague inkling, at least, of who Venom was. Um, and at least Venom is so ridiculous and over the top that you look at that trailer and you're like, well, this is some superhero bullshit, at the very least. You look at this, it's like... The, he's literally just a vampire Like that's the only thing that Morbius has going for him Is he's a vampire But that's
0: not in the trailer
1: the, that, Did they ever say the words Like you you kind of figure it out Because he's fucking around with vampire bats And he has a weird vampire face at the end of the trailer But they don't sell it as an anti-hero movie They don't sell it as a horror movie Which is like If, you're, if you fucking twist my arm And make me make a fucking Morbius <laughs> the Living vampire movie because you're a weird pervert Like... <laughs> the one idea I would have is you'd make it a fucking horror movie because you just make a vampire movie and the vampire happens to be a guy named Morbius. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. that's the
0: best you can do with the premise. It's so bizarre. And here's the thing, Sean. We are clearly in, for years now, of these um, villain movies. Yeah. Because Venom was a huge hit. It made almost a billion, not quite. Joker made it was an even bigger hit. Joker, Sean is the highest grossing Batman movie did you know that yes I knew that yeah, yeah. it, it outgross the Dark Knight it is the highest grossing fucking Batman movie is fucking Joker and it also got eleven Oscar nominations because this was the worst Oscar nominations in Oscar fucking history. The rant is coming. I can just I'm not going to be able to keep a lid on it. But, Irishman, it's so good, so good. Yes. Anyway, Joker bad, but Joker billion dollars. Venom billion dollars. Morbius, who the hell knows? If Morbius makes a billion dollars, I'm going to live on an island and you're never hearing from me again because I have lost all touch with culture. Yeah, but, I couldn't. I don't. I can't live in that world. I can't. reconcile can't reconcile because clearly what it is is the other non-Disney, non-Marvel studios know they can't compete at the MCU game they don't have as many heroes the heroes they have aren't as popular you know they can't do that so what can they do well we've got the license to Venom Venom can make a movie let's do Venom Joker that's also a pretty easy slam dunk because it's the Joker yeah you can like it is not hard to fathom how you make a
1: Venom movie or a yeah. Joker movie. Yeah. We're getting a Harley I Quinn movie
0: good. in a couple weeks, which yeah, looks, looks really looks good, looks really good. Those trailers yeah.
1: are awesome. Yeah. I didn't think I knew that Ewan McGregor plays Black Mask it's... in the... And then I saw that show like, oh, shit, that's good casting.
0: That movie is, like, down the list, like, amazing casting for every single yes. part. I'm very excited for that because it looks like smart people made it. But uh-huh. Morbius does not. And it's just... But we're clearly in for years of this. So I just have to ask, Sean, what is the probability now that the Paste Pot Pete movie happens? I mean, it's... Because Morbius
1: isn't that far away from Paste Pot Pete in the, like, dumb superhero, like, supervillain fucking hierarchy.
0: This is one of our oldest jokes, is I think, you bringing up Paste Pot Pete, and then we did the riff on, that would be Daniel day Lewis's next movie, <laughs> yes. where he goes Method to play Paste Pot Pete. And the thing is, Joker, or, Walking Phoenix is about to win an Oscar for playing the Joker. This is not that far out of reality. <laughs> yeah. It
1: could happen. Because eventually you just run out of characters. I mean... Except for we haven't like there's so many other characters you could do before you get to Morbius, Living Vampire. There's so many. There's like almost any other Spider-Man villain would do. Um, I know we've used a bunch of them in other movies, but even then we haven't had Scorpion. You could make a better fucking Scorpion movie. We haven't had Kraven the Hunter. You could make a much, much, much better Kraven the Hunter movie. I'd take a fucking Chameleon movie. Nobody even knows Chameleon. I would take him over Morbius, Living Vampire. Fucking this sucks. Yeah, it's... Uh, Dracula appeared in, in some Marvel comics. We just make a fucking Dracula movie, but make it superhero. Oh, wait, they already tried to do that. Dark Universe.
0: Womp, womp. Piece.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... It's wild. It's wild, Sean. The best part of that trailer is the, like, one second of Matt Smith walking towards the camera with no context for who that character is at all. And it's, I, like, again... In like my fucking fever-addled, like like Nyquil-ass, like mode I was in, watching them. Like, did I just hallucinate this? Like, thirty seconds, like this GIF of fucking Matt Smith in the middle of this trailer. No content. I actually, nothing around that shot
0: to put. Like, like he never shows up in another shot of that trailer. It's just Matt Smith in a coat <laughs> on a street walking towards the camera. Be- you, I, I had forgotten it until you mentioned it And I remember when I was watching the trailer I saw the shot of Matt Smith Because he didn't show up again I assumed Oh it must have just been someone who looked like him That You wouldn't get Matt Smith for a movie And just do the That'd be weird
1: Yeah but Either no. he wouldn't be in the trailer Or he would be enough in the trailer That would yes. give you context for who the character was yeah. Just vaguely Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Like wh- I had no idea It's the most bizarre cut in the trailer I've seen in forever
0: Alright well There will not be a Morbius podcast. I'm just going to break it to y'all right now.
1: Like, I haven't seen Venom. I haven't seen Joker. Like, I'm certainly not going to go to fucking... I mean, do you think Jared Leto is like, those bastards, they fucking took Joker away from me? But I've got him now. I don't have to be Joker. I can be Morbius the living vampire. I'm gonna fucking storm the box offices. I think Jared Leto is probably out of touch enough for that to be his thought process. Yes, yes, I think he thinks that this is that like this is a role of a lifetime. He will win his Oscar for yes, this. Yes, yeah. like this is the, he's he's gonna walking Phoenix the shit out of this role. Yes, here we go. <laughs>
0: All right, so that's it for this week. Thank you for listening, and come back next Monday, January 27th, for our big episode about all my travels in Japan, which will also have a very special video version over on our YouTube channel. Have a great week, and we'll see you then.